Hello, and thank you for joining This Is Just a Phase. I'm your host, Jonathan Kent. Before we get started with this episode, I want to remind everybody that not only can you listen to this podcast on Spotify, but we're also available on Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, and the Anchor app. If you're over on Facebook, please check out our group page at This Is Just a Phase for updates on past and current episodes, as well as music videos, merch opportunities, uh, touring schedules from bands being featured, and whatever else we feel like putting up there for self-promotion. Also, if you're one of those young kids who are into that TikTok, you can head over to TikTok and check us out at T-I-J-A-P Podcast for a lot of information, just in short video form. And if you want to contact me directly, you can do so at this is just a phase podcast at gmail.com. If you have a question or if you feel like being on the podcast, uh, just go ahead and hit me up through there. Well, before we end this, I want to remind everybody to head over to this is just a record label.bandcamp.com and check out the brand new self titled debut CD and tape from Dave Strong. It's chock full of great pop punk meets rockabilly sounds that'll get your foot tapping. Um, and while you're over there, check out releases from the Prozacs, the Plan B's, Letters, Gatlin, and Three Amazing Comps. You won't regret doing so. Again, that site is this is just a record label.bandcamp.com. That being said, Jay, let's go. And you've got no self-esteem There's a hole inside your head With no future to be seen Let's go Let's go Let's go Every day you wake up with the same or this hilarious and fun episode, I get the absolute pleasure of sitting down with Pittsburgh Ramones core band, Rocky Dennis Face. We chat about how I first got into their band, how they first started, what their influences are, and how they fill their places within the local scene. We also discuss their debut self-titled full length, how their cover EP, Not Too Hard, Not Too Soft, came to be and their upcoming co-headlining shows with the Prozacs in Pittsburgh and Youngstown, Ohio on March 31st and April 1st. We also share some funny stories along the way. So kick back, relax, and have a good time with this episode of This Is Just a Phase. 
Here's a, this is just a face exclusive track from the band called Two Beers. Enjoy. Okay, does that work? Do you hear us? I can hear you guys good. Okay. Hey. Hi. Let me just turn up my speakers just to make sure because we're going to move back a little bit. Scoops this way, Ben. Uh, I got the big chair. I was going to say, you guys all sound pretty much even. We do? All right. Yeah. Good okay, deal. good. Because <clears throat> okay. I was clipping. I had this microphone turned up super high and I wasn't able to test if I was able to test the microphone, but I couldn't hear at the couldn't hear it live. Some oh, okay. So as long as you can hear us, we can hear you. We're good. Okay, mm. awesome. Um, so we'll just get started. Uh, I'm here with the guys in the Pittsburgh pop punk rock band, Rocky Dennis Face. Um, go ahead and introduce you guys and what you play in the band. Woo! Are yeah. we supposed to clap now? No, yeah, no, go no. ahead. Clap, clap away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yay. <laughs> I'm not there. <laughs> uh, Marcus Crawford, I uh, play guitar and sing backup vocals sometimes. Uh, I'm Ben. I play bass. Scott LeClaire, I uh, lead vocals and rhythm guitars. And I'm Justin Fantuzzo. I'm the, I'm the new guy. I'm the drummer. Okay, guys, thank you so much for being on the podcast. You're welcome. Um, I've been a big fan of you guys for uh, quite a while now nice and um being that you guys are from pittsburgh you guys have been on my radar um you know right off the jump um uh, i'm originally from newcastle which is you know you guys know just a little bit north of pittsburgh Um, but now i live in the youngstown area and uh, do a lot of uh my work in the youngstown area um 
but uh, I wanted to talk to you guys because you guys are doing a series of shows with the Prozacs coming up here um, this upcoming weekend. Hell yeah. Can't wait. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I was super stoked. I thought of you guys um, for for opening up for the Prozacs because um, we have worked together before with uh, the band Gatlin. Uh, you guys yeah. played up in... Yeah, uh, those guys. They're good, yeah. Yeah, and um, uh, with Gatlin being on my label, um, you know, having them be able to play with you guys um, was really cool experience for for them and for me. And uh, when me and Jay were coming up with the idea of getting the Prozacs down here for the first time in 17 years, um, you guys were the first band I thought that, you know, it, it would be a perfect pairing. Um, so I'm really excited for the two dates that you guys are playing together, and uh, I hope hope everybody comes out for that. <laughs> Hell yeah, we're we're, we're pumped. Excited, we're pumped. You uh, you thought of us for that show too. Thank you so much. Oh, you're very welcome. I, I hope it was a no brainer, right? <laughs> it was a no brainer. Honest, honest to God, I I was going. Uh, me and Jay had been talking about getting getting the band over here since last year because we put out an early demo collection for them. Uh, called Welcome to Camp Cheerful. And it was like the original demos that they recorded up in Cleveland. And um, ever since then, we were like, we got to try to get them down here. They're in Western Mass. They really don't tour through, you know, the Rust Belt that often. Um, and then when we came up with the idea, I was like, well, I got to reach out to the guys in Rocky Dennis' face. Um, you guys just included a song on the digital comp that the label put out a couple months ago. And it, it, it was it was a no brainer to get you guys to to play with them for sure. Nice, hell yeah, we're pumped. Yes. Yeah, we hope everybody yeah. comes out. Yeah, trying to spread the word and um, hoping like some people even maybe want to you know follow us to the next date too. You know, because it's kind of we're like, gonna we're gonna put it, put it out there. You know, we're yeah, gonna go, hey, you know, it's just an hour away. Well, you know, another hour and a half from here. So whoever yeah. was in the hotel that we're all staying at. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like just just hop on the turnpike, get your asses out of here. Yeah, everybody yeah. in my hotel room. Yeah, I already got one. parties. Yeah, after party in one of our rooms. <laughs> like we're in our twenties again, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I do hope everybody comes out for the shows. I'm really excited about that. But I, I wanted to talk about um, how you guys formed. I know Marcus, you're you were the original drummer of the band, and you switched over to guitar. Um, yeah, sorta. sorta. There's a there's a backstory before I, even I joined the band. Oh, okay. Go ahead. I'd love to hear yeah, that. It's you know, it's it's. I don't know if it's even a story worth telling. I no, mean, there was, I guess not. I there mean, was a couple guys that you know they. We, we were like Spinal Tap. We would just go through drummers, and then they'd go to rehab and stuff. So, you know, it was just like, yeah, instead of dying and uh, self-destructing and exploding, they, yeah. they were just like, you know, they had to go away, you know? And so, was, But he was our first real drummer when we actually started playing shows and recording and everything, so. Yeah, oh, ever, okay. ever since then, it kind of hasn't has, has never dropped off since then. So May 14th, I think, was our very first show our very first like real show with me on drums so we that's the date we use so we'll be we'll be turning yeah. what seven years old this uh may yeah six, yeah i think six, so seven and we we all we actually wait we did get another drummer yeah so but we kept them though we kept we we, we kept marcus in the band though <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah i got to stay 
yeah. Yeah, because I saw you guys originally. You guys were a three-piece with Marcus on drums. Yeah. And then when you played with Gatlin, you were the four-piece. Yeah, that was, that was one of the one of the one of the first couple shows that we actually played as a four piece too. Yes. We just got right yeah. into it. Yeah, yeah, because I think when you guys went, it was like here, here's our the newest member. You know, so it was fairly fairly recent. Yeah, still introducing. Yeah, still introducing yeah. him as a new member. So, yep. We're oh, done right. introducing him though. I don't think we have to do it. Are you okay with that? Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. Everybody. All right. I was gonna say it's been over a year, so yeah, it's, it's pretty much not new. And after yeah. this, especially after this, everyone is gonna know you very well. So yeah, we're done with that. <laughs> You're gonna make a real impression on these people, Justin. Yeah, <laughs> so I'll do my best. So I had a question for you guys. Being being more of a, a, a pop punk band in in Pittsburgh. Um, how do you guys feel like what is the scene like towards the pop punk bands that are coming up? Because we're known for more of uh, maybe more of the straight up like street punk and like the hardcore. Um, is is it is it hard for you guys to kind of mesh within yeah. the city, or is there a subsect of, of of groups like you and the scratch and sniffs that? that kind of exists within yeah, the city. Yeah, I, I think we might have been talking we, about this earlier. Yeah, today. we kind of just had this conversation because, like, a, we, we, we have a group text, and we also have, like, individual texts that we, you know, talk about. Like, me and Sancho are always talking about band stuff all the time, back and forth, and we kind of, like, we were just talking about how, like, Ramon's core specifically, uh, some cities have, like, better Ramon's core scenes and ours isn't as great as like yeah. you know you you kind of nailed it with the yeah they like the you know back in the day the the punk music the Pittsburgh punk was more crusty and yeah and or, or even on the you know crossover thrash side you know and but I it's just it's what I like so that's why I, that's and that's how I write songs so yeah that's why, and that's we, why we ended up luckily you know? they we we don't have an issue getting put on shows because we're kind of like oh they would sound good with these bands or they would sound good with these bands so and, pe and people still like that style of music it's they just it's just always yeah i don't know it was it, it's we're all around we're all roughly the same age so we came up through the 90s so we yeah, do right. remember we do remember the late late 90s early 2000s like the decor scene and the anti-flags and and then that kind of yeah. stuff so oh, it was God. like lost rot exactly. Yeah. Um, so, but there was never really. I mean, either you were a punk band or you were like an indie rock band, like Brownie yeah, Mary. Right. There was yeah. like no really in between. So to find out that there were bands like you and, like I said, the Scratch and Sniffs and a few other bands that were existing in the scene, it was really nice because it's like every show you go to, it's like the same kind of sound. It's like. I'm gonna mix it up a little bit. Like, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. We like getting put on uh, bills with different sounding bands because then we just like we become fans of those types of bands and those bands fans like they're like oh I like these guys too you know so that, yeah yeah we definitely have that we definitely have the mix going on yeah you know? it's uh... so it's worked so far yeah and it's really good that we have venues too like the Fallout Shelter and. Yeah. Um, 222 Ormsby that kind of really don't really put us put a stigma on the genre specific like 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 some other venues have a tendency to do 
Yeah, no, they'll, so, they'll they'll book anybody and and anyone who's who wants to play and who's yeah, you know, yeah. grinding. Yeah, I remember about 2010, 2011. <laughs> I, I was the first time I went to the Fallout Shouter because my friend Sam's band played. They, they were called uh, Dead City Dealers. And uh, they were kind of more like a street punk band, but like they were playing with like bands like Children of October and Scratch and Sniffs and yeah. um, like early homicides and stuff. So it was, it was really cool that like, you know, there were venues that were kind of, it, it kind of reminded me of a lot like what Lager used to be. Yeah. Where oh, Lager yeah. would take anybody. It didn't matter. They'd have a fucking seven piece ska band and then a cross oh, yeah. band the next night, you know? Rest in peace, fucking Club Lager. Oh, yeah. rest in peace. Some man. of the greatest so, memories of my entire life have been at that place. Yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we've all been there, you know? We were yeah, there. I used to live in Pittsburgh. I used to go to Job Corps uh, in, the, in the 2000, 2001. And uh, we would we would go to Club Log all the time, and I was fortunate enough to be able to catch one of the last shows before they closed down in two thousand and five. Who played? Do you remember? Yeah, it was the Mad Caddies, and it wow. was it was Pulley, and I wish for the life of me I could remember the, the opening band, but it was Pulley and Mad Caddies. I bet you Derek Reed would know who that <laughs> was on that fucking. Oh band. yeah, I know it was a local band, and for the life of me, I could not remember who the hell it was. The Berlin Project, they played there a lot too. They <laughs> oh, were... I saw the Berlin Project in basements, dude. Oh yeah, yeah. Over in Butler, yeah, because they're originally from Butler, and yeah. they used to play basement shows out there. Yeah, yeah, those dudes were awesome. Yeah, they were really cool too. I saw those guys, and um, I don't know if you remember Tommy Gutless. That sounds oh, familiar. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, they used to play a lot of Tommy era when, you know. Yeah, was, when we were much younger. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, I won. Jump away.
talk um, next about uh, you guys. You guys said you started seven years ago, but you guys first came under my radar in 2018. I think it was 2017 or 2018 when you put out self-titled. Um, it's hard to get dates right through Spotify, but I know yeah, that was yeah, roughly I the time. Think I know the date. <laughs> yeah, it might have been. I think it might have been eighteen. Okay, oh, wait, eighteen was the release party. I okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I just. I just. I got on. Got on platforms. Yeah. Got on. We platforms. had to finish at that point. Yeah. But we wanted to drop it all, you know. And we started in 2014, probably. <laughs> oh wow! Okay. Nah, nah, that, that, that's an exaggeration. <laughs> I don't think we started it that early. Yeah, we got kind of got shit rolling there at the beginning, and just we had you know all those songs we knew, and Ben, the, our bass player, being like the best musician. Um, talented musician in the band learned oh, all the songs no. really quick. You are a rad bass player, dude. Don't don't undersell it, man. <laughs> I showed up in the middle of 2017 and they had this album mostly finished. And then I, I got to record uh bass lines for it. And uh, I, I think that that timeline's right, yeah, probably early mid 2017. Yeah, that sounds about right. And then we waited for the right time to put it out. Nice. Yeah. And like how I actually discovered you guys was I was, you know, I don't know if you ever heard of, um, I'm trying to remember the name of the, uh, the streaming site. It started with a T, uh, title. Oh, title T I D A L. Yeah. Title. Um, I, I was, I, I had, was creating a, uh, like creating like a, a playlist of like a lot of like pop punk stuff and your name came up. And I was like checking it out. I listened to like the first couple songs I checked out were like same old story and fell yeah. through and pig lighter. And, and you see a name like that, and you you can't just not click on it. <laughs> exactly. So of course I clicked on the album and listened to it, and I was like, "Holy shit, dude!" And How I fell in love with the record. Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you might be our only title fan. So that's, yeah, yeah. Thank, thank you. you. <laughs> You're welcome. I know it was so weird. Like now that I have to like Spotify. You know, it was so funny that my reference point for a lot of bands around that time were Tidal, but my wife's sister um, had had Tidal, and she kind of, like, let us use her account. So that was the way around that time, because I kind of fell off with, like, newer stuff. I mean, being yeah. a dad and a husband and working all the time, you kind of you kind of lose focus on what's coming out, you know? Yep. So I, I discovered you guys, and I was just like, like like holy shit like this is exactly what i'm into and it's, it's a band like in my backyard because like you guys said like there's not a lot of like ramones core style bands that right. exist around here right you know besides like i mean except when i was coming up and we had like johnny three and like hollywood blondes out of youngstown there just wasn't there wasn't much going on within within the region for that kind of music right right yeah so let's talk a little bit about some of these songs um like you, like you guys, like you said, you guys are the Ramones core pop punk style downstroke kind of sound. Yeah. But you have a couple songs that kind of stray out of that a little bit. You have songs that kind of have a little bit of surf included. You have more of a metalish song with demons, and then you have Buttermilk Falls, which is kind of like I don't know, like a little kind of countryish a little bit. Mm -hmm. um what are your guys's like influences like outside of like the punk realm is it, is it metal one country or or what's kind of your backgrounds well sure yeah like you know 80s thrash metal i think that kind of like i i sometimes throw that in you know 
but uh, most of, I, I mean, I think all our influence would be like, you know, oldies and then, you know, maybe British Invasion and, and obviously punk throughout, you know, throughout all eras of punk and 80s metal. Yeah, I like mean, 80s you know. metal, but. <laughs> palm music, lots of palm music. Yeah, right? exactly. It's, yep. Gotta have the palm music. Yeah. And old school country shit, Johnny Cash. Yes. Yeah. Buttermilk, when you play it live, it's a little faster. It comes out a little rockabilly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely does that too. But like I was I was revisiting the the, the album today just to get refreshed. Nice. And I was like, it's it's so good. And it's like it's like you're you're only full lane, so like I'm like waiting, like what's gonna be next for this band? This is so fucking good. There's not a bad song on there, man. Thank, thank you. you. Yeah, thank yeah. you. And of course, the big hit, at least I think, is probably the big hit. Was probably fell through. Yeah. Um, you guys did a video for it. You guys um, just it's not for 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 a fairly young band at the time. You guys had a really good sound. Yeah, the sound was great. The recordings was great. Um, Marcus, were you already recording at that point, or did you? No, guys I um, I actually we, we started that record actually at uh, one of my other buddies that was the lead singer in my old band. He started recording um, at Bottle Alley Records in Freeport, mm. and um, then we took that and got it like mixed and mastered the way we wanted to with uh, Johnny Razor from Johnny and the Razor Blades. Oh, okay. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. So now that's what we do now. I, I, we record here, uh, at my house where we practice and then we send out all the stems and tracks to Johnny Razor and he makes them sound good. Yeah. It really sounds like shit when we first recorded. <laughs> yes, I don't know what he does. Yeah. He's, he's a magician. A, he's a magician. Yes. And he, and he just makes it sound like, like how we wanted to sound. record. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just, it, yeah, it's mind-boggling. Yeah, minor yeah. changes. There, I mean, like we can be a little bit picky here and there with some stuff, but like for the most part, as soon as we get the the songs back, we're like, oh my god, we fucking love it because it's so much different. Yeah, than yeah what yeah. we start with here, like the core uh, recordings of the stems. But yeah, he he does a really good job. Awesome. And I just I go back through the album: RDF, Pink Lighter, Demons, Buttermilk Falls. Same old story, Dr. Benzo, SUV and reality TV, Forest Massacre, Slug fell through, Drunken A-hole. It's just, it's a banger after banger. Like, there's no, like, it just, there was a couple times that I was listening to going through it, and it was like, what song am I on? Because, like, there was, it went went through so fast. Yeah. And it was just really well, really well tracked, and I, I, I love, I can't, I can't talk about how much I love that album. Awesome. One day I will own a physical copy of it, but I fucking love it. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're still planning on getting it pressed on vinyl. Our, you know, our intentions were to provide that, you know, listening experience where, you know, we're, we're planning, oh, we got to put this song after this one because that'll flow nicely into the next one. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. We definitely, we definitely mm-hmm. planned out track, yeah. like what so, what song would go after this one. <laughs> and if, it's like, if it was a record, this would be the first song on side yeah, B. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> and put it over and, and with, you know, whatever song would be there, you know? So. Yeah. You know what? It was so funny. I don't know if you guys do the same thing, but we come from the the mixtape mix CD background where 
like when I was when I when I when I was a kid, I would I would have to you know I would want to record the perfect mixtape or the perfect mix CD and sync yep. it up perfect. And <laughs> right, so when right. I started when I started the label, I wanted my I wanted the comps to be the same way. But I tell you what, that is probably the most mentally and physically draining activity you can do <laughs> yeah. is fucking tracking a fucking CD. You know. I mean, <laughs> Yeah. Like I, I think when we did when I did the when we did the first the first comp, I it probably took me about two weeks to get the fucking the the track list perfect. Yeah, get the get the flow just right. Just oh yeah, because I just overthought everything. I was yeah. like, well, this band's from here and that band's here. They I can't have two of the band from this and I can't <laughs> yeah. end this. Uh, just it drove me nuts, man. Yeah, when it was probably fine the first time you did it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you go back like. Uh, I don't like how this goes. Yeah, yeah, but and the, we also we also come from a time where like, uh, number twelve, that number ten was sick. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, we're yeah, so yeah. used to tracks on CDs like in the order. We know them. A lot of records, I know them as the number of the song. Right. I, don't I don't know, know what that song is called. I don't know what it's called, seven. but it was, it was number seven on that record. Yeah, number yep, seven. exactly. Yeah, and, and, and it's too. It's hard to tell, like on a vinyl, because we're also from the CD background. We could just look at our stereo and see what number it was on. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, like, most stereos didn't have uh, track titles even back then. It was just. Track one, track two, track three. Please, my car still doesn't even fucking show the song <laughs> titles. It does on radios, but it won't read them on CDs. I'm like, uh, fucking Subaru, uh, God damn it! Uh, Get your shit together. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Wait, we can't stop here. This is bad country. next before we go further on with your discography um i want to kind of get a little bit of each one of your backgrounds um before before starting um rocky dennis face or, or joining the band um while we start with you scott kind of tell us a little bit about that you know other bands you played in how you kind of got within the music scene and uh we can go from there down the list 
Oh, okay. Um, so, uh, you know, when I was in middle school, I got a guitar, you know, and some other guys who I weren't, I, I wasn't previously friends with them, wanted to start a band. So, but they just knew I had a guitar. So they took me in and uh, we started NGU and uh, it stood for Never Grow Up. And uh, oh, so we, used to, we used to make up uh, yeah. a thousand different uh, everybody because we all grew me and Scott grew up together basically yeah. since we were, you know, young, the same group of friends. But yeah. Oh, NGU. yeah. We had haters. My favorite one was no genitalia unit. So, you know, and then later on, the same three guys, you know, we, we stopped playing with NGU and then. We got back together. I get well. I guess we were a four-piece in NGU, and then we decided to not try to get another bass player because that wasn't going well. So we got. Um, we ended up having the other guitar player play bass, and so then that we uh, then we formed Stepped in Dog Shit, which was kind of like a, a punk ska band. That's a great uh, name. That's we, a fucking great name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it it was supposed to be like uh, you know, like a, a parody of uh puddle of mud. Oh, okay. You know, like you. that was one of the popular bands at the time, you know. So we were like, those band names are so stupid, you know. So we made up a stupider one, you know. So. I was gonna say you were in the same scene with a band called World Scariest Police Chases. I don't <laughs> think right, anybody was really right, concerned right. with band names. No, not these days. <laughs> right. And then you know that uh, you know we got busy with life or whatever, and I but I always had the the drive to be part of the music scene, and so I I went on and started writing some new songs trying to keep it more simpler than, you know, I, I wanted it to be easy to play. So it was more fun, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. I, crazy. I, like I don't want the, the songs that in Stepped in Dog Shit were a bit complicated. And I was like, oh, I don't feel like practicing, um, you know, I'm going to suck at it, you know, so, <laughs> so I tried to write some easier songs and, and that's, that's where Rocky Dennis face came in. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Um, so what about you, Ben? Like, uh, what was your journey like? Oh, um, so, uh, same, same start as Scott in middle school. I got a guitar and, uh, yeah, anyone who, who had a uh, music going on, they invited me over and, you know, we'd hang out and I freelanced a lot. Uh, when I was younger, I had a, a couple of buddies I jammed with a lot, including our, our new drummer, uh, Juddy over here. We've been jamming together for like 20 years at this point. Oh, wow. Yeah, since we were like 15 or so. So so we're kind of a little built-in, you know, rhythm section to, to make it work uh, for Rocky Dennis face here. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that was, you know, high school. And, and then, you know, I went to college and played a lot on my own, but uh, mainly just practicing by myself. Um, and then... After college, uh, got back with uh, Juddy here and one of my other neighbor buddies who uh, uh, we formed a band together and uh, played for the last, let's see, maybe five or six years together. Does that sound right? Yeah. And then uh, after we broke up, uh, Rocky Dennis Face needed a bass player. So uh, 
I, I switched from guitar to bass somewhere in that timeline and, and I had enough practice and they showed me the CD and, and, you know, it's like you said, it, it, it was just, the songs are great. So I was an easy, uh, easy sign up for, for these guys. And now how was it going from guitar over to bass? I mean, was there, was the difficulty switching over? Or did you find it pretty seamless? I, I think I'm more of a natural bassist because uh, I just want to play one string on time. <laughs> yeah, that's how I learned I was a bassist too, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot better. I don't think it's, you know, there's no hierarchy there. I don't think they could do it without us, so. Oh, and oh, they know. <laughs> and Ben and I forgot to mention that we were in a band together for uh, at one, one, one party. <laughs> uh, I didn't know him at the time. I might have met him that day. But um, there was a at the party, there was a band set up and, you know, drums and guitar amps and a bass. And mm. it was like, oh, let's play Happy Birthday for the birthday girl, you know? And it was like, well, I play guitar and I know how to play Happy Birthday. And <laughs> that's so... true. That was like, that was like four years before we ever even like met each other and, and, and started hanging out with Rocky Dennis Face. So, oh, that's um, awesome. like, oh, hey, dude, the, I don't remember your name. Uh, here's how you play uh, Happy Birthday. We'll do it in this key, you know? And, <laughs> Yeah, I was there. I played the drums. Yeah, yeah, he was playing the drums. No, uh, yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. Oh, so it was meant to be. That was, was there. Destiny. Oh, that's <laughs> funny as shit, first, man. I guess yeah. that was our first. Yeah. Holy yeah. hell. I didn't even oh know that was a thing until right now. Dropping yeah. bombs on the podcast, man. Nice. I sing What's happy up? birthday. <laughs> <laughs> that's oh, funny. My God. That's so fucked up. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Well, that's that's my story anyway. <laughs> so, so Marcus, you you did a lot, like you you were talk like like Scott mentioned. You did your 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 timeline similar, or is it a little different? Yeah, we uh, since we grew up kind of with the same group of friends, like they stepped in dog shit and NGU. Like I would go, I was at all their shows and stuff like that. You know, backyard basement shows and backyard shows, and um, obviously, like I played guitar a little bit too but I wanted to skateboard more. And then I ended up learning a little bit more guitar and um, starting a band with uh, the guys from Lacking Restraint. I was in that band for a little bit. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Oh yeah. You know those guys? Yeah. I know those guys. Yeah. Yeah. So I was in uh, Lacking Restraint when we were really young, you know, like middle school, high school. And um, then I left that band and we started the band, the high uh, which was like reggae, rock, punk, like almost sublimey style. <laughs> okay. And um, yeah, and we and uh, the high and stepped in dog shit played like a thousand shows together because we just were doing like the local tours every weekend. The oh, local VFWs, the Unity Fests, the fucking oh yeah, the the park, the VFW, yeah, the, the VFW, yeah. yeah, and all kind of stuff. Probably like a couple local bars, local bars, yeah. Um, and then Boom-booms. yeah, well then we that band uh, fizzled out, and the drum our drummer actually from that band died, and oh we, he was in Rocky Dennis Face too. He was also in Rocky. He yeah. played bass Sammy in Rocky D. Dennis face for a little bit. Shout out to Sammy D happened. in heaven. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. And Sammy D played bass for Lacking Restraint for years and years. So oh, we're all okay. connected. And Featherlight. <laughs> and Featherlight too. Yeah, Bobby Woe's band. 
Uh, yeah, I'm so, surprised yeah. I never. I'm surprised I never caught your bands because yeah, I ran into. I'm surprised we never ran into each other back. Yeah, because I played the bands I were in. We were we were mostly Newcastle. We didn't stray too much outside. Maybe like we played like Sharon and we played like Hubbard, but else we we never really made it down into Pittsburgh. Like we never kind of crossed that that threshold over there. Yeah. You know, because I played in a band called the Runs, and then I was in a band called the Reversal Tiles. Nice and. Um, yeah, we never strayed into Pittsburgh, man. It was a damn shame that I, I never really had the opportunity to play that. For as, for as much as I love the scene and as much as I love the venues, it's like I never got a chance to get down there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, we're grateful for we're, we're even in our the age that we're at right now, like still being able to play shows regularly is pretty awesome to us. Oh, yeah. Because I lived down there. I wasn't playing in bands. I had, you know, hopes of trying to start a band, but it was really... 2000, 2001, it was really hard to try to start a band. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I don't know why. I don't know why it was. I, I think there was, I don't know if it was Pittsburgh where maybe it, maybe maybe my perception of it was a little different. Yeah. But it seemed like everything was so fractioned off. Like if you didn't fit kind of within that part of the scene, like you had to find your your group. Yeah, I don't think it's as... It's as uh inclusive as it is now like we play with so many different bands and all the bands are pretty much friends with all the other bands i don't think it was like that back in the day yeah it's honest. almost like these are the guys who are left yeah, yeah. <laughs> like to go to shows. right so they'll go to they'll go to this kind of show they'll go to that kind of show it's just you know so yeah just like I, I, it music. seems like that's how it is you know yeah yeah like i like i was one of like i was one of the skater kids you know what i mean but then you had you come into Pittsburgh, like from a like I grew up in Sharon, so it was like almost a culture shock when I moved to Pittsburgh. I was like, like holy shit! Like you have all these different types. You have these, you know, the the, the butt flop kids, and you have the hardcore <laughs> kids, <flop>. and <laughs> yeah, like it was like, yeah, yeah it was yeah, yeah. weird yeah. for me because like all I knew were like, hey, I had friends who skateboarded who listened to punk rock, so it was it was a different world to step into for sure. Yeah, yeah. But um oh before we before we move on uh Juddy, your your background so uh I started playing drums when I was real young because I wanted to be real cool and play in front of like all the church people <laughs> 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 I got to be a drummer in the church band which is not very punk rock <laughs> but it's a big ass crowd <laughs> sure it is I'm XPX my man <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> And then when I finally got out of the church crowd, I met Ben in like, you know, uh, like ninth grade. And we started jamming together. When I went to college and I just kept jamming, playing drums. I mean, I've been playing drums for damn near 30 years at this point. Oh, damn. Yeah. I am not a punk rock drummer, though. So this has been like. <laughs> but you are now. Yeah, I am now. You are now. <laughs> so, what, what was more of your background? Like, I guess like rock, classic rocks, like some Rush. I'm. I'm, I'm I really like the Chili Peppers, Queens of the Stone Age. We played like I guess more just like alternative rock back in the day. Right. Yeah. So a lot of that like radio kind of stonerish kind of proggy kind of stuff. Exactly. I got you. I got you. Yeah, me and Ben were like in cover bands in high school, rocking out. <laughs> yeah. And then, like yeah, after college and shit, we kind of reconnected, and we've been playing. Like it's taken me about a year now, but I feel like I can I can call myself a punk rock drummer. 
Well, there you go. I, I, I've seen you firsthand, and you're you're a punk rock drummer, man. You're doing oh, good. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Much appreciated. <laughs> you have John Silver approval, my man. I yeah. concur. Yes, I fucking can't believe you guys did it, and I was so fucking stoked when I heard it. <laughs> 2020, you put out Not Too Hard, Not Too Soft. Not Too Soft. <laughs> <laughs> and that's exactly Where you doing. cover the songs of the Philadelphia Soul Group, <laughs> Boys to Men. Yes. Yes, we did. First off, why? And secondly, how? <laughs> uh, well, we... Um... Another Derek Reed drop, uh, Some Dynamos puts on 
every Halloween and every halfway to Halloween, uh, halfway to Halloween covered shows. Where yeah. half covered Halloween. Half co- yeah. Awesome. Halfway yeah. Half, to half covered. Half covered yeah. Halloween shows. Yeah. And he uh, it was one of the ones that we were trying to think of something funny that would also be cool played as punk songs. Like it's easy to like, let's be no effects or let's be rancid, you know. But right. yeah. take fucking R and B songs that were popular, you know, in the nineties and turn them into punk songs, which they all fucking worked really well, I think. And they, so fucking good. They dude. turned into cool as hell <laughs> punk songs. And we were like, fuck it, we should just record a couple of these since we know them. Let's just make a little record out of it. <laughs> like what was so cool about you guys doing it is like, you know, bands like the Gimme Gibbies, they do it and they try to do it real seriously. Right? Yeah. You guys didn't. Like you guys knew what you were doing was funny. And you fucking went with it, and it's but it's so fucking good. The songs are so good and well written, and like just what you did with them was was really cool to hear. Yeah, we tried to make them like you know, we tried to make them Rocky Dennis based songs, you know. Out of yeah, the it's voice gotta sound like us doing it. It's gotta you know? sound like you us. Gotta cover a band and try to sound exactly like the band you're covering. Right. You know? Exactly. Yeah. That me yeah. first song was an anchor point too. Because yeah. Because I remember Marcus was already singing it yeah. before we even like wrote it or arranged it. We're like, well, that's a cover. We're like, well, of that's a cover. an easy one. We can tap that in. Yeah. And just mm-hmm. cover that cover. Oh, it's a triple cover because yeah, it's a triple cover. Because uh, the the Gimme Five, which is a Pittsburgh band yeah, yeah. that is kind of like a parody of Me First and the Gimme Gimmies, they did it too. So it was yep. a cover of a cover of a cover. Oh no shit! I didn't. I never yeah, heard of those yeah. guys. And Scotty from Thundervest at our release party, Thundervest played, came up and sang it with us on stage. Yeah, no who shit. Been, who been, uh, the Gimme Five. It was Chunk, Scott, Scott, Chunk, and I don't know John, who was. John, no, John Stecker, and somebody on drums. I can't remember. I hope we don't hurt anyone's feelings. I know. We if, any, if anyone's listening. Yeah. Sorry, oh, man. It's hard time. to remember members of every fucking band. <laughs> it's fucking. They they all wore those Hawaiian shirts. Yeah, so they all, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you all look the same when you dress up. <laughs> that's funny. Well, 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 that's awesome that they decided to do because um, uh, this uh, singer from me first is from Pittsburgh too. Yeah, fucking Spike, man. He yeah, fucking called. Spike oh, drops Pittsburgh yeah. all the time, dude. Yeah, yeah. I wish I could have seen him back in the day, man. Oh, that would have been fucking rad. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it worked. We love. We had fun doing that, and we had fun recording it. And I haven't like. I, I think we wore our costumes to the uh, to the recording session a couple times. I yeah, because you guys had the, the sweaters and shit. Yeah, yeah, we dressed up. We had the fucking red hats and everything. Yeah, that's so the first ones I heard was "I'll Make Love to You" in Motown Philly. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, I listened to Motown Philly, and I was like, I was like, I looked at my wife, I was like, "You gotta fucking check this shit out," <laughs> and I fucking played it, and she went. That's fucking awesome. I yeah. was like, right, dude, right? <laughs> I'm so fucking pumped for you guys. Yeah, we, we we don't mind laughing and making jokes about ourselves and then like also trying to sound cool at the same time, you know? Yeah, like you guys are funny, but you guys aren't you guys you guys are funny in a way that like you have to be in on it. Yeah. Like it's not totally blatant. Like you guys aren't up there like dancing fucking monkeys. Yeah, right. But like yeah. you guys are really funny. Your lyrics are really funny. Um, and you guys just you have you guys have a good time on stage. Yeah, 
We definitely do. You know, there's a lot of bands that just stand there and fucking go through the fucking motions. And you guys enjoy playing. And and I don't know, like I, I really enjoyed the when I the last time I got to see you, I really enjoyed you guys playing. It was it was a lot of fun to watch your band. Thank you. Yeah, and right. at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. We just sure, yeah. We're, we're you know what I mean? We're all pushing forties and shit. We we just want to have a good time. Oh, exactly. And it's and it's you know, like like I said, like, you know, being being the ages that we are, it's like, you know, it's still fun because it's like it's 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 hard to, there's not a lot of young bands out there doing it so it's like you know what we got to keep the flag waving you know like oh yeah not that i know of. there might be some well there's I a couple of somebody ones. would tell, Unders- tell me understatement is kind of oh one of the yeah yeah, ones. yeah. And I, I do music videos for a couple of the other younger bands like the grungy type bands but like mm-hmm. being is that like we still do it and also like gives them like well, shit, we have a place we I mean, like, look at all these these old heads still yeah, playing. Yeah. We have a place we can play. Maybe they'll have us on. And we always do. Like, we always like, oh, yeah. encourage to get the young bands on. If I hear a new band or I'll be like, Derek, put these guys on a show, you know. And, oh, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm a big proponent of that, too. Like, when I'm doing shows, like, I've come across a lot of these young bands coming up. Um, um, there's, uh, I'm trying to remember the one band's name. Um but uh there was this band called the outliers they're they're like 19 20 years old and they're they sound like green day hell yeah yeah and i'm just like fuck yeah dude like good green day not not arena rock green day another good thing about those bands is that they bring their friends yeah and they also bring their parents too so it's like twice as many people that's the fucking best man Yep. <laughs> and you know what and that's why like when i do youngstown a lot of people ask me like john why do why would you do youngstown shows why do you do all ages shows and i was like well because my kids can come hell yeah you know what i mean hell like my yeah. kids are all under 18 i was like what am i gonna do take them to a fucking bar like i can't do that right and then i be i know i became friends with with eric from the wickyards and he's he had the all ages venue dude it's an old funeral home dude that's what I thought it was. It looks wild in the pictures. Awesome. Yeah, it's got the side thing where you can like load load shit from. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking rad. Wait till you see it, man. It's fucking gnarly. Yeah, we're pumped. Oh, can't wait. Yeah, this is gonna be fun. Like if it's early enough, he'll probably like give you a tour of it and shit like that. Like there's still like like equipment left there and shit like that. It's pretty it's pretty neat, man. Awesome. Uh I will have a camera on me. So yes. I'm, I'm documenting like cool. it, we need a cool shoot. We're too old, like we're we're we we're too we're not uh full timers by any means in the music scene. So when we get like two shows in a row and with the same band. We just call it a mini tour. We're on tour. We're on <laughs> fucking tour. We did it with the Jasons once, and they, they even acknowledged it. Like, yeah, we're doing a mini tour because <laughs> coronavirus screwed everything up. So we're playing two shows at Rocky Dennis Space. It's a tour. Yeah. Yeah. It's, a, it's a tour. Yeah. yeah. That's so awesome. I love, I love those guys, tour. man. Hell yeah. Yeah. Stay in a hotel room. We'll take what we can get. Exactly, man. I, I just, I'm, I'm so pumped for it, dude. Like, and I hope it's such a good turnout. I remember, I remember uh, Jay was like, oh, dude, look what's going on in Youngstown the same night as Pittsburgh. And it's like, the Jasons are playing, and then blah, 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 and then look who's playing on Saturday for the show in Youngstown. And he's like, the queeros up in Canton. I'm like, oh, fuck no. me, dude. Because when I, when I set this up, dude, there was nothing. Nobody posted nothing. Yeah. It was oh, like yeah. December. It yeah, was like okay. December when I did. Yeah, I think it was yeah. December or January when I put everything together, and nobody had anything coming out. Yeah, 
and then just one thing after another and I went okay I have to okay well Pittsburgh's far enough from Youngstown the Jasons won't bother me okay but Saturday that's gonna fucking suck that's gonna (laughs) fucking hurt man (laughs) well we'll be there we're definitely coming yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) well good don't bell out now guys we're bringing it yeah anybody who's there yeah we're gonna stop and see the queers and then we'll be yeah you're gonna make a little bit late miss out on the opening bands (laughs) (laughs) no man we're excited yeah we can't wait awesome well, be- before I let you guys go, I'm, I'm, uh, I like, I uh, wanted to mention your two newer tracks, Rock and Roll Regal and Jet Fighter. You guys included Jet Fighter on the digital comp that I put out uh, late last yeah. year. Yeah. Cool. Dude, great fucking songs, man. Thank you. Yeah. I'm really pumped to see what you guys come out next. Yeah. Uh, and I like to see what, because now that you guys are a four piece, it's like, there, I'm sure there's going to be more thick, the, the thicker sound to it with the two guitars. Uh, most definitely, yeah. Yeah, I and mean, I'm really pumped for that band. Like, like I said, I, I can't stop raving about about your band and the listener. Check these guys out, man. Like, you're 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 not going to find better. You're not going to find much better a fuck around here for fucking Ramones core pop punk. I mean, these guys. I'm a huge fan. Um, I think you guys, I, I, not only do I, you know, am I plan on working with you guys now, but I hope to work with you guys in the future because you guys are fucking rad. Awesome, man. Thank, thank you so much. much. Yeah, thank you. Thanks thank for you. having us on. Absolutely, man. Th- thank you again for coming on the podcast. Uh, why don't Thanks, you go man. ahead and uh, plug your socials real quick so everybody can find out how to get hold of you. Hell yeah. Uh, at Rocky Dennis Face and Rocky Dennis Face. Uh, on Facebook, and um, yeah, that's pretty much it. It's all pretty simple. RDF bitch on Twitter. I'm not mm-hmm. on Twitter that much, but uh, yeah, look us up. Awesome, guys. Uh, Marcus, Scott, Ben, Juddy, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, man. I had a Thanks, hell of a man. time. Thanks, Thanks for having us. us. Thank you. Absolutely. And I will see you guys Friday. Fuck yeah. All right. Yeah. See you yeah, Friday. Wait. Look forward to it. See you guys that, man. Enjoy the rest of your night, my man. All right, all guys. Right, see you. Bye, guys. See ya. See ya.